Welcome to the Hail to the District podcast with your host, Rajan Nanavati. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Hail to the District podcast. This is Rajan coming at you only minutes after the Washington football team lost to the Philadelphia Eagles on this weird Tuesday evening game by a final score of 27 to 17. Uh, we weren't able to get a post-game podcast out to you after the loss against the Dallas Cowboys last weekend, so I wanted to make sure we got something out after this game, even if it was just angry ranting and name-calling originating from me, which is pretty par for the course for those who know me best. Uh, but take actually a quick detour back to said, da- lo- said loss against Dallas last week uh, in, in reference to the aforementioned name-calling. There were a few moronic Washington fans, in my particular orbit actually, and they should know who they are, uh, who wanted to tell me that this team didn't belong in the same conversation as the aforementioned Cowboys. Of course, that was only followed by the fact that Washington trailed by a touchdown with less than five minutes left to go in that game, despite Taylor Heineke admittingly having one of his worst games of the season, and we entered the game decimated by injuries, although not nearly as horrific as what we saw tonight. Uh, point being, outside of hoping that I never have to hear the moronic insights or football analysis, using air quotes violently right here, of some of said fans, a couple in particular that I can think of, a conversation about beating Dallas last week was somewhat realistic, or largely realistic, or pretty realistic, even if it did border on being hopeful. Now, juxtaposing that with tonight's game, Washington beating Philadelphia tonight wasn't even somewhat realistic. This was the game that having any rational hope of winning was truly far-fetched. The number of absences we had was just gross. I mean, just it was grossly exacerbated because of the recent COVID outbreak, in addition to the fact that we all had a ton of injuries. Now, I know that every team deals with injuries, so I'm not going to lament the fact that we didn't have guys like Chase Young or Logan Thomas or Curtis Samuel yet again, Uh, though I will continue to say that not having J.D. McKissick out there continues to be an unspeakably huge loss for this team. But anyone who's followed this team in the lead-up to tonight's game, even after it's postponed to this evening, knows how short-handed we really, really were, and how badly short-handed we were in particular. I mean, headlining the countless practice squad elevations, the last-second free agent signings, and all the other additions that kind of duct-taped onto this roster was, of course, the fact that we had to put Garrett Gilbert, who literally signed with this team less than a week ago, in as our starting quarterback in a critical December game that would determine the order of the NFC East outcome and have playoff implications. Um, And to his credit, Gilbert played pretty competently given the circumstances. While the second and third quarter of this game tonight were downright horrid for the offense as a general, the offense in general, the offense as a whole, uh, I think things could have been a lot uglier, um, even for considering this offense isn't really that explosive to begin with. I actually do think that Scott Turner deserves a ton of credit for tonight's game plan because it was clearly designed to get Gilbert some easy throws early on, help him get into rhythm, and it started to pay dividends um, you know, later in the game. But by the time Gilbert and the offense really got into the rhythm, as mentioned, it, it was just too little, too late, considering the defense in particular was just beyond gassed at that point. 
Um, it, it wouldn't be a classic Washington loss without an extra painful gut punch, considering we got teased with that early touchdown thanks to the freakish heel kick interception um, that landed in the hands of Landon Collins, and then the Eagles fumbling that led to the deep shot to Terry McLaurin, which helped us get the 10-0 early lead. I will say, again, Gilbert just showed up 10 minutes ago, so I'm not going to crush him, but on the third down uh, pass in the end zone that bounced off the hands of Adam Humphreys, Gilbert was really late on that throw. If Gilbert throws it right when Humphreys is making his initial break versus when he was running to the pile on the back of the end zone, there was a very clear window there. A quarterback who had more uh, more of a rapport with his receivers would have made that. Gilbert clearly doesn't, and that's beyond understandable in the current circumstances. Outside of all of that, what happened in tonight's game was actually pretty simple. The offense couldn't move the ball, by and large. The defense couldn't stop the run, and eventually the defense just collapsed under the weight of being on the field for so long. Uh, despite some early pressure that the defense did get on Hertz, we couldn't stop this gimmicky RPO crap that the Eagles employed tonight. Uh, but it's it's really hard to expect your defense, again, to play with discipline and precision within a given scheme, considering half the guys out there were deep down on the depth chart when the season began, or they were practice squad call-ups. We were just cobbling together a bunch of dudes and hoping for the best. So I, I don't I don't blame the defense for running out of gas on particularly on that Philadelphia drive after we did cut the score to 20 to 17. At that point in time, Washington's defense had been on the field for 31 of the 50 minutes of game time that had taken place. That's that's just brutal. So that long rocket screen and run to Jalen Rager, who let the record show and let us never forget, is one of the five worst draft picks made in the last five years by any team in the NFL draft. Ended up being the nail in the coffin because we know the Eagles went on to score from there, and that was basically all she wrote. Whatever remaining glimmer of hope Washington had in this game was gone. Uh, there was a little bit of hope after that great uh, fourth and one, third and one, fourth and one play to John Bates, you know, followed by the touchdown right after. There was definitely hope. There was shades of the comeback that Seattle had almost against us where they were on the ropes all game, and then they just kind of managed to spring up like Lazarus or rise like Lazarus um, at the very, very end. But um, I guess like them, it was too little too late. Uh, but in general, the Eagles did to us what we did to teams, honestly, during our recent winning streak. Uh, they basically went out of their way to run it down our throats and dared us to stop them. And based on the fact that we gave up 238 rushing yards tonight, it's pretty apparent we couldn't for the variety of reasons that I mentioned. But I do want to wish Eagles fans a very, very sarcastic congratulations. So if you think you somehow accomplished something noteworthy, by beating arguably the most beleaguered version of ourselves that I can think of in years. Again, to Eagles fans, your offense is designed to protect the fact that Jalen Hurts can't actually play quarterback. The threat of Miles Sanders, who is a very good running back, who has emerged as a very good running back, and some superhuman efforts by Dallas Goddard masks the fact that Hurts is a below-average quarterback as a passer. If you somehow think that his stat line tonight says otherwise, then I have a magic, I have a sack of magic beans and a bridge to nowhere that I would love to, to sell you, to a sucker like you in particular. I will even go one step further, and I'll tell you that I defy you to tell me how that hurts as a thrower. I defy you to tell me how he looks substantially better than Garrett Gilbert did tonight, the latter of whom was literally a practice squad call-up. 
And I'll save you the trouble of trying to make that argument because you can't. So if you, as an Eagles fan, if your team somehow makes it to the playoffs, if you think that this smoke and mirrors crap and this one-trick pony quarterback that you have is going to do anything else besides get you a laughable one-and-done in mid-January, you're delusional. But then again, if you're an Eagles fan, history tells us that you're not quite on the level to begin with, so I guess there's that. But uh, I don't want to talk about those mouth breathers anymore, so as for Washington fans, I will say this. Tonight's loss was the proverbial kick to both of our balls. I said this before the month of December started. If you look at the way that the NFC played out, Washington really needed to go 3-2 and two over this five-game divisional gauntlet if they had any hope of playing in the postseason. They weren't going to win the division going 3-2. and two. They probably had to win out or go 4-1, and one, but they could go 3-2 and two and still make the playoffs as a wild card. But after losing to Dallas and after losing to the Eagles tonight, that cushion is gone. Washington now needs to really win out. I am very much looking forward to playing these puke green bums again in a couple of weeks, a couple of weeks, uh, especially when we have a starting quarterback that who wasn't here for again for like a cup of coffee. But much more pressing than that is the fact that after losing tonight, we have to play the Cowboys again in Dallas on a brutally short week with four days of rest, not even including the fact that we have to make the trip out there. For all the resilience that this team has shown under Ron Rivera, the schedule, the injuries, and the COVID-19 pandemic might ultimately prove to be too much when it comes to Washington's faint hopes of a successful December and a second straight year of making the playoffs. I want to give a tip of the hat to this Washington team for the way they fought tonight, but it continues to feel like no matter what hand we've been able to play as of late, or as I should say as of last week and this week, it just feels like the deck is stacked against us. I hope I'm wrong. I hope, I really, 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 really hope we win out, starting with the revenge win against those loathsome Dallas Cowboys. But if all of this feels like a bit of a eulogy for the 2021 season for this Washington football team, well, it, it may very well just be that. Because uh, at this point, given the circumstances, given everything that this team is having to go through, given everything that we've been dealing with in, as a whole, we have to start acknowledging the growing reality of the situation. As much as I hate to say that. And as much as I hate, hate, hate losing against NFC East teams. Um, I'm going to leave it there. Don't want to get too much more angry or down or whatever else you want to call it. Uh, thank you for everyone who's made it so far through this podcast. As I always implore you, if you haven't subscribed to it uh, or officially subscribed to it, make sure you do so wherever you get your podcasts. Tell your friends, tell your friends, wives, uh, tell your neighbors, tell your mailman. I don't care. Just help us spread the word. A couple of Washington fans, you know, wanting to talk about the game and this team that we love, even though they keep punching us in the gut week after week, year after year. Um, yeah, that's that. So thank you again for listening, and we will definitely talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to the Hail to the District podcast. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes or wherever you download your podcasts.